Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. We have our first return guest on The Emily Osmond Show, watercolour artist, surface pattern designer, and now online educator, Cass Della. In episode 74, becoming a six-figure artist with Cass Della, which is one of the most listened to episodes of the show, Cass shares the realities, challenges, decisions involved, and the triumphs of creating a successful business as an artist on her terms. As we entered the interview and I asked Cass what was next for her business, she described her desire to mentor other artists to help them build their own version of success. It wasn't long after that that Cass enrolled in my program called Scalable and she learned how to create her first online program and launch it to her community. In this episode, Cass shares the doubts, the challenges, the thought processes, the decisions, and the realizations she had along the way as she added an online program to her business. She also shares how her online program fits into her business model, her strategy for it going forward, and the big impact it will have for her personally. If you feel the call to teach your craft to others in a scalable way online, then join me for a fun, free and educational class on May 18th, where I'll share the three essentials of adding an online program to your business. This is a live class, so make sure you register for the link to join us. Just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash scale to register and By registering, you'll also find out more about joining my next round of Scalable, which opens on May 18th. Now, let's bring on Cass to the show. So Cass, thanks for joining me. No worries. It's so good to be back again chatting with you, Em. The reason I wanted to have you back, first and foremost, because your previous episode is the most listened to episode on the podcast. So that's pretty amazing. Since the last podcast interview, and I'm pretty sure that at the end of it, we might have even touched on you talking about mentoring and maybe exploring some other ways of supporting artists. And since then, you've actually gone on and launched an online program. And so I wanted to dive into that with you and really talk about what that's been like for you and what that's been like for your business. It's actually crazy that you say that because it feels like so much has happened in that time, even though really looking back, it actually isn't that many months, really, maybe, yeah, not even a year after we finished recording that podcast. And it was really that podcast of me saying out loud, really, that I was about to, you know, start some sort of mentoring was almost like this commitment to myself that I was like, yep, you're going to do it. You've said it, you've put it out there into the universe. And it was just what I needed because I had a few inquiries come my way after that um, for mentoring. And I also put it out there on social media and and said to everybody, "I'm, I'm going to take on one mentor client a month. And that was through the months, the last, I think it was September, October, November, I was going to take on one every month. And so I set up like an application process and 
I had quite a few applicants and they all sort of gave me a reason as to why they would like me to mentor them. And I kid you not, like nine out of the 10 were asking me the same questions and it all came down to surface pattern design. And and this is something that, you know, I specialize in is surface pattern design. And a lot of creatives out there were asking me how I go about it and how I license my work and that sort of thing. And initially like it wasn't the intention to sort of mentor just creatives on that it was to mentor creatives to build their creative business as a whole but I just kept seeing this common theme pop up and and when we dove into the three mentoring clients we spoke about that at quite length however there was just like not enough time to to really really dive in like we'd touch on you know really the surface level things but we couldn't really dive super deep into the nitty gritty of surface um, design and art licensing. And I thought to myself, you know, there's a course in this. And to be honest, like I didn't feel like I was ready to launch a course this year, early this year. It was just one of those things I was like, if I don't do it now and I just keep waiting, like when is that time going to be? So I'm like, no, like these questions are coming through to you for a reason. So you know, people want to know this information and it's information that I've just learned over the years. It's like not Googleable information <laughs> and you just can't find information on how to create surface pattern designs and how to license them unless you do a course. And there's not that many courses around, very, very, very few in Australia, maybe only one or, or two. And there's a few overseas and each market works slightly differently. And I've created my niche and surface pattern design in a very unique way and a way that I believe really works in this modern day and no one was teaching my way and so I was like okay I need to figure out how to do a course (laughs) first of all like I think when we spoke last year Isla that was right it was mid last year because Isla was just about to turn one and so yeah I have a five and a one-year-old and so I was like okay I'm gonna figure this out somehow and And it was talking to you um, and I thought, okay, I need to learn this, right? And I knew that we could learn this online, how to to build a course. And and I I knew you had Scalable. So we spoke about Scalable. And um, yeah, I thought, well, I can't figure this out on my own. Like I can't just spend hours and hours trying to figure this out, how to put a course together. So I did Scalable. And um, yeah, we, we chatted about that and I enrolled. And yeah, I just learnt through your cause. Why did you think you weren't ready? What was kind of going through your head when you were like, I don't think I'm fully ready, but I'm going to do this. I feel like even though I am successful at what I do and I, I have a lot of clients and I have a lot of work coming in and that sort of thing, I still didn't feel like I knew enough. I still thought I'm not, it's just that imposter syndrome, right? It's like, I don't know enough to teach this. I don't, I'm still learning. Like I've learned so much. I know so much, but I'm still learning. And, but then, yeah, I think what made me get past that and actually go ahead with the course is that even though I'm still learning, I know so much more than someone who's just starting out and I know that I can help someone so much and I know that 
I can fast forward their career because they don't have to experiment in so many ways like I did. So it was really chatting to my mentoring clients and helping them and realizing that, oh, wow, like I can help them so much. And it was that that gave me the confidence to do it. Yeah. How did you decide what structure of program you're going to do, what you were going to include and how you're going to price it? How did you make those decisions? Oh my God, don't even get me started on pricing. I was like the hardest decision of my life. (laughs) Even harder than to name your kids. Yeah, so much harder. Okay, so first question, how to structure it. So I had done a course in like 2019, I think it was, maybe even earlier. And I loved the structure of the course. Like I was so like attentive during the course and I just... I loved the content. I loved the way it was delivered. And I knew that if I ever did a course that I wanted to do it like that. So I guess a takeaway there, I guess, for some people would be that to to actually enroll yourself in some courses as well so that you can see how they are delivered. Because I found that I had also enrolled in a few, like I've done a, you know, a few courses over the years. And the way some were delivered were... I was just not impressed at all and I knew how I wanted to deliver my course and that was to release each week, week by week by week and not release the entire course all at once. I really wanted to nurture my students and really guide them through week by week rather than just open it up and like let them go and they were sort of on their own. I wanted to feel like I was with them throughout that course I've been in courses where you enroll and then it's like that person just completely disappears and I didn't want that feeling at all. So I guess I just took note of the things that I liked about courses and I took note of the things I didn't like about the courses that I'd done and I just implemented what I thought I would like and I know that that style doesn't suit everybody. Like I know that some people just want to get in, find what they want (laughs) to get out and I know that but I wanted to give artists and creatives just that guidance and that nurturing that I I think makes a difference that's how I knew I wanted to structure it it was really hard to decide how long it went for and that's something that will definitely change next year so this course this year went for six weeks and I did that and I'll be completely honest completely selfishly because It ended right before school holidays and my little guy is in school and I obviously can't be there and be there for everybody um, and do the lives and everything during school holidays. So I made sure that it finished before school holidays. And so I had six weeks, like from when I felt ready, I had six weeks from then to the school holidays. So I thought, nope, I can do it. This this makes sense. I'll categorize it so that it fits into six weeks. But from this, this year's round, I can definitely see that it's too much content per week. So um, I'm going to adjust that next year to maybe even up to 10 weeks potentially. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. That's very common, Cass, for us as course creators because we have so much to share and we can also kind of just want to share everything. And then we realize, and that's also the other thing, we sometimes like feel as though we really have to give so, so much that so that our students get value, but sometimes it's actually just refining and giving 
just keeping it even simpler sometimes, or perhaps like you're doing now, just giving a little bit more time there, whatever that looks like, because it's actually sometimes people get more out of programs when there's less in there. So it's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I agree with that so much. And it's so hard though to (laughs) restrain, isn't it? Like, and I think I have definitely seen that. I think I've overshared sometimes and maybe overwhelmed as well, because you just have to remember that people might be, you know, 10 steps behind you, not just, you know, two steps behind you. So they've got a bigger journey ahead of them and they just, yeah, they don't need to be overwhelmed. I think I said don't get overwhelmed like a million times in my course. So that's probably a sign that I need to like, yeah, just restrain a little bit on how much I share. So yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. That's the great thing though, Cass, isn't it? That you can, like I, I change mine after every every time I do them and with the membership always refining it. And I like that because you can do that and it's not the first time you do it that that's it and that ha- that's the way it has to be. It takes the pressure off knowing it can it can change. <laughs> Absolutely, 200%. I think it just takes all the pressure off knowing that you can yeah, just change it for the next round whether it whether it's evergreen or whether you're running it once a year or twice a year, you can yeah, just keep refining it and I say exactly that to my students when they're designing their patterns, when they're building their website, when they're building their library of work. I say like, this is not a set and forget. Like this is a continuous evolution of your work and you just need to start. Like you can just always come back and refine and it's exactly the same with a course. So yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And yeah. And and in regards to price that I just went, back and forth and back and forth and it will go up significantly next year because because of how much value is in the course um but yeah i i went with a price that i felt um i felt good about and i felt that it was worth and it's hard to price it the first time around because you really want to get the feedback and the testimonials and hear the transformations and that sort of thing to then you know, maybe re-decide on the price later. So, yeah. Did you pick a price out of a hat? How did you do it? You just ended up with one that felt really good. Yeah, well, I did an early bird and I did a full price. So I'm more than happy to share. I did, it's um 1300 for an early bird. And it's so, like a lot of people snapped that up on the day, like on the day that it, that was, I only did a two day early bird special. I didn't, run a little course prior I didn't do like a little free you know how a lot of people do um like a little free free challenge free mini course yes yeah yeah I didn't do any of that because to be honest I didn't have time and I didn't I didn't feel ready for that you know I talked about the course for quite a while leading up and then yeah, I, I had a, a wait list in place as well. So we can talk about that in a minute. But yeah, the full price, just before I forget, was 1900 <laughs> So yeah, 1300 early bed and 1900 full price. Yeah. Yeah. Talk us through how you enrolled. Like how did people learn about the course? Slash how did yeah, you how launch did they it? Know about it? <laughs> yeah. So I talked about it on social media and I talked about it on my email list just leading up to it just to get people excited and interested. And I started a wait list for the course. So I started a separate email list, which was a wait list and just kept talking about that and getting people on the wait list. I started planning for that wait list in probably October 2020 and then 
by January, I had 200 people on the wait list. And that was just, yeah, from my email list and just social media and just talking about it there. And then from that 200, about 40 people signed up for the course. So... So amazing. Congratulations. Did that surprise you, Cass? Like, how many did you expect? Yeah, I probably expected, like, well, at the beginning, you're like, I'm okay if no one's on me. I'm okay with five people. Uh, And then I think I, just from the feedback, just through my messages and DMs of people excited about the course, I thought maybe I had 15 definites. And so I thought, okay, I'm happy with that because I think with the first course, because I literally had not run it, I was so okay with very little people. Like I was like, I am more than okay with 15 because I haven't done this before. And you created the courses you went. Is that right? Did you create? Yes. 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 Do you yes. want to just talk about that? Because a lot of people are like, what? But it's what I recommend. Oh, well, I I only did it that way because you recommended it. I also did it that way because I purely don't have the time to create an entire course in one sitting. And I just thought this is just so fitting for me to create as I go. And not only from a time perspective, but from a feedback and interactive perspective with your students. So And I didn't create it like one week prior. I created it like three weeks prior, I would say. So in the end of January, early February, I was creating the first week of the course, which started late February. So I was always two to three weeks ahead of the week coming out. And I did that deliberately because I knew that by the end, if I was running out of time, I could, I had that little bit of time up my sleeve to create. And you know, and so as it happens, like I have little kids and they get sick and whatnot. So some weeks look very different to others and some weeks I can't get to everything as much. So, but it worked out perfectly for me because it took the overwhelm out of it. And I just was able to go only focus on one week at a time. I must admit, like a lot of work went into planning what those six weeks are though. And that happened around the time I announced the course because I really have to tell people like what is in each module. I can't be like, oh yeah, just wait and see. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Probably wouldn't Surprise. be as enticing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, what are we learning? You know exactly what's going in there. You know the outline, but you don't need to actually physically create it all. You can create some of it, but it doesn't all have to be there. That's just an option. Because imagine if you felt as though it all had to be there before you even launched it. It would just, yeah, extend the time. It stops people from launching. It stops people from actually doing it. And it would have stopped me if I thought that was the only way to go about it as well. So that just made it, yeah, a lot easier and, and a lot more achievable for me to do as well. So just having that outline so everyone knew what was coming and I knew what was coming. I knew, and the thing is, I think what people forget is that what you're teaching comes so naturally to you. Like, and so what happened is like so many people like, was it hard work? Like, was it a lot of work that went into it? And I was like, yeah, there was quite a few hours, but it wasn't hard. Like I know the stuff, like the knowledge is inside me. It's just about getting that out and pulling that out and pulling it out in a way where people understand it. And that was probably my biggest 
challenge as far as like learning something new was I'm not, I don't have an education background. So I was like, okay, well, how am I going to deliver this in a sequence that makes sense? Because you know so much, but you sort of learn things at different times and, and you're like, oh, I can't teach that before they know that. And, you know, just working that sequence out. How did you enjoy running a course? I really, really loved it, to be honest. I was so nervous about putting myself out there in a way where I was like the teacher, the authority, and I've run watercolor classes before and things like that. So I'm used to doing it like in a small group. And I I ended up um, capping the amount of students because we had a a 30-minute call with every single student prior to – so that was like a big – Thing that I had to factor in time-wise as well. But um, I just thought if this gets over 40, like I don't think I'm going to be able to manage that. And so I thought, yeah, for my first, I'm just going to, to cap it there. And then I was really nervous about, especially the, I think the Facebook lives were like what I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and what, what were you thinking? What did you find scary or about those? I didn't think that I would be able to answer questions on the spot. Like I just thought, what if someone asked me something and I don't know the answer? And did that happen? Because you know it's totally okay. No. You just be like, you know, I'll look that up or I don't I don't know the answer. It didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. So after the first one, yeah, I was super confident with it and I, I actually enjoyed it. And the thing is, this class that we had this round were the most amazing women. We had all women all creatives, all artists, all so supportive of each other. You don't even understand. Like they're on Instagram, they're following each other, they're commenting on each other, they're just really lifting each other up. And even in the Facebook Lives, they were the same. And just that environment alone made it just so easy. And it was just like chatting with friends. And at the end, someone was like, can we put, like, because we just did a Facebook Live, right? So it was like, they can see me, but then we just see all the, everyone's comments. But someone asked if we could do like a Zoom so that we can all see each other, you know, and that's definitely something I will take on board for more courses because I think it's this community that everybody's looking for. And especially as creatives, because in the surface pattern design industry, and some people might be like, what is surface pattern design? And which is like literally just art that is applied to surfaces and in my case I create a lot of repeat patterns and that's what I teach as well but it's an industry that's not spoken about a lot and for some people when they're trying to like explain to their families what they do or friends what they do and they just don't get it or maybe they don't support it maybe they think that it's not really a great career choice or whatnot having that supportive group makes all the difference because we're all speaking the same language we all come from a similar generation so it's yeah it was a really beautiful group so in the end honestly like everyone was like I don't want to leave like I want to stay forever can we just like keep doing this every week yeah it was sad to actually come to an end in my head I'm like membership but I know oh, Kat, membership. You know. oh my god I don't have the time for membership and that's the <laughs> thing like I'd love you to share the way that this online course is now part of your business, the, like where it fits into your business and your plans for it moving forward. 
So obviously like prior to this year, I didn't have a course. So I just had, um, like I have a, an online pattern library where businesses can buy patterns and uh, we do logo and branding and we do custom surface pattern design amongst a few little other things. But that was the business all year round. So it was clients all year round and then selling designs um, off our pattern library. And we, oh, I do workshops here and there, but that's not sort of a, a main income drive or anything like that. So adding courses in, it is now and it's going to even more make a diff, such a big difference in my business in the future because the way that I will structure my business now is that the first quarter of the year, and I usually break my business into quarters, the first quarter of the year will be on my course, will be my course, like running my course. And this is at the moment, things may change down the track, but at the moment I, I intend next year for the course to be just in the first quarter of the year. And then... The rest of the year allows me to focus on client work. And I did see this time around, like, I mean, it's great. I have a lot of people who are willing to wait, which is amazing. So that when I, my course is finished, we have a lot of client work to dive into. But it allows the rest of the year to really dive into a lot of my client work. But what the course is going to do from an increased revenue perspective is it's going to allow me to dive more into my own art practice and to create more original art, create more print, create more work that I want to create and sell. And yeah, that's really exciting for me because I feel like I'm creating this course, obviously, because surface pattern design is a very upcoming part of the art licensing world. And I think a lot of people need to know about it. But on top of that, yeah, it's just going to give me more creative freedom to do what I want, I feel like. Yeah, so I don't have to take on every client. And that's how I see it. And I may run the course Evergreen down the track. Um, I'm just not sure yet. I will. I, the idea was to run this one, um, get all the feedback and see where we can improve and, and then um, run it again next year all new and improved and go from there. I'm just so happy for you, Cass, and so impressed by you as well, just taking action. And it sounds like your students had the most incredible experience. So congratulations. What would you say to anyone else that might be where you were thinking, you know what, I reckon I might have an online course in me. What would your advice be? I reckon everybody has an online course in them because people, like, they don't know what they know. Like, they don't put the emphasis on how much they know. And, yeah, look, I think we make it such a massive thing in our mind. Like, oh, my gosh, to run an online course, like, I don't know if I could do that. But it's just one of those things that if you just take one step after the next step after the next step, and then before you know it, like you've got this course, but I couldn't have done it without Scalable. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't have learned it myself. So you need to just know the, know the basics and be able to take from it what you feel you need at the time and what feels right to you. I think some people might be like, oh, I want to run a course and I'd like to do it this way, but everybody's doing it that way. And I don't really feel like I want to do it that way, but I feel like I have to, and therefore I'm not going to do it. But you can run courses in so many different ways. One of my other students is purely just doing Zoom lives and that's it. She's not even creating content. She's just the first time around, she's just going to do the Zoom live. So I love that it's just, yeah, you can find the way that feels 
like a really good fit and get it started. Yeah. If it doesn't feel like a good fit, it's not going to work and it's not going to come off as genuine and your students will feel that. Like it has to feel like you. Like it's like you have to mold the course to suit your personality. Like you just have to. Otherwise, you're not going to show off the most genuine part of you. Don't underestimate like what you know. And so many people have probably heard that before. Like, you know, there's always someone who knows less than you, like that sort of thing. But it is so true that we have spent a lifetime like learning whatever we've been learning and there are so many people so many steps behind us who are just like I just want to know how to get there and my topic is very niche so you know anybody can teach something super niche and still have the right people there to want to learn that. Cass, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being our first ever return guest. Where can everyone go to connect with you, Cass? So I hang out mostly on Instagram at just Castella Design and just my website, castella.com.au. And that there is like a little link to the course. The course is called The Licensed Artist. Oh, yeah, we should probably actually <laughs> The Licensed Artist, Surface Pattern Design and Art Licensing. So yeah, if um if anyone wants to find out more, there's a wait list um, on my website. And yeah, that's where you can go to find me. Perfect. Thanks, Cass. No worries. Talk to you soon now. Thank you for listening to The Emily Osmond Show, brought to you by my Instagram freebies, which you'll find at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave me a review, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media, and tag me at Emily Osmond so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.